welcome to episode 121 of Divided by Werewolves. Mitch is here, I'm here, Skype, yep. and the good Lord willing, we'll stay here. I don't know why Jesus. we keep using Skype, to be perfectly honest. I feel like a change might be in order at some yeah. point. I mean, if this keeps up, I mean, it's been uh, four years it. or whatever, and it's been okay, but all of a sudden, all these a last sudden. couple of times. <laughs> well, Skype, I, I love Skype because it's like, hey, man, you want to update? And you're like, nah, I'm cool. And they're like, oh, no, man. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, do you want to talk to anyone? I'm not saying you need to update to talk to anyone. I'm just saying I'm not going to fucking let you talk to anyone. But if you want to not update, that's cool. And you're like, damn, Skype. Mm-hmm. Uh, aggressive ass. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So a lot has happened since the last uh, time we recorded. So about a week and a half ago, I joined the proud contingent of individuals who have been suspended <laughs> from Twitter because <laughs> I made a joke about ska music. <laughs> so yep. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to let you all decide for yourself because, and and I'm going to just say this from the beginning. I'm not, this is not me whining about cancel culture or anything like that. They have a terms of service. It's their platform. They can do whatever the fuck they want. So, Myself and two Twitter pals, one of which I've conversed with on Twitter for, God, forever, it seems. They they were talking about how the kids today seem to be bringing ska and swing music back. Mm. And I don't know if you lived through that time in the late I 90s. Did. Yep, I sure did. It was not great. It was not. <laughs> and so what I said, and I quote, was... If either of you bring that music back, I'm going to burn this whole site down. (laughs) Which, in and of itself, taken without even the slightest bit of context, could be construed as a violent threat. However, you can't burn a website down? Keep in mind, I once told Cigna, the insurer, the insurance company Cigna, I once told them via Twitter to die in a fire. (laughs) In which I got a response from Twitter, from Cigna, that said, I hope you don't mean that. And then I had to explain myself. In my defense, they were uh, threatening to withhold benefits because they did not believe autism was real. So, Mm. you know. So anyway, so I made that joke. They both liked it. And then I followed it up with, to show what a violent sociopath I am, that y'all about to have a Zoot Suit Riot on your hands. Because <laughs> that's funny, because that was a song by yeah. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. So, the day goes on, I'm doing my normal Twittering bullshit. Now, this might be coincidence, who knows. It was the same day that Governor DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who, by the way, is a petty bitch, uh, signed in the voter restriction bill into law, did it mm. only allowing Fox News reporters to the signing. And I saw that that had been reported, and I retweeted that story, and I said, as if I could not dislike Governor DeSantis and r- the GOP anymore. And then yeah. almost five, ten minutes later, I get an email that says, your account has been suspended, and they highlighted the burn the site down tweet and said that I was promoting 
violence or I had made a violent threat. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I have appealed twice. The first time, I was pretty salty because I was like, what the fuck? Uh, Second time, I was a little more level-headed. I have no idea. I don't know if this is an algorithm thing. I don't know if this is a someone... Dude, you have to have been reported. Someone reported because me because if, they did not I've like. I've never been suspended. Uh, like, like I said when I when I was talking to you about it, like I literally threatened to burn something down every day. I think Twitter. like burn it in a fire. We've all said that, right? Or burn it yeah. all down. Like we've all. Yes. It's not a. I said can't. that about um, uh, most recently about the rumor that Metroid Prime Four was going to be only on the Switch Advance or whatever. Wait, I said what? I'd burn this. Burn this motherfucker down if that was the case. Well, yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing that people say. Now, I mean, if <laughs> from a – it's possible that it was an algorithm thing. It's possible I got reported and I just need an actual human being to review it and go, no, mm-hmm. this is not an actual threat of violence. The problem is who knows how long it will take. Who knows whether they'll actually care. My thing is Twitter is literally the only social media platform that I use, good, bad, or indifferent. I, I cannot stand Facebook, and because Facebook bought Instagram, I'm not about to mm. give, and I just, and so, and when I think about the number of people that my sole way of interacting with them is via Twitter, it's, you know, it's upsetting yeah. to me to not be able to do that, especially over something that clearly was not a violent threat. Like, it was, it was, a, it was a turn of phrase. Now, and I'm usually very smart about that because I know how it can be used or misconstrued or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. So I'm usually pretty smart about things. And this was just a joke. And I mean, and, and you could argue it was in poor taste. And yeah, maybe it was. But also, you can't burn a site down. Like, that's the thing I kind of keep going back to is it's not like I said, if you guys bring this music back, I'm going to fucking kill you, right? Which you could, people would be like, whoa, <laughs> like, what are you doing, right. dude? Like, I mean, it's like you're not really make you're not you're making a threat against something that can't happen so it's right I, you know so it's it's very you know it's kind of it's annoying it's distressing whatever cause i was like you know they're like if you make another account we'll ban that too and i was like i kind of doubt it because i'm not like what i think what that is for usually is like if you have somebody who's using the platform to to harass people or abuse people and then they get right. suspended and then they make a new account and they continue harassing and abusing the same people. Like, I would just follow the same people I follow and I'd just say all just dumb shit about games and horror movies and whatnot. Like, so it's not like... But also, I'm just like, there's a certain level, like, people know me and I'd have to then expl- say, hey, it's me. Oh, I don't have my usual account because I got suspended. And then be like, well, wait, why? And you're like, no, no, it was fine. <laughs> uh, you know, it's yeah. just like... And I don't know anything that honestly can be done other than just like wait and hope that a human being looks at it but mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how many of these things they have per day or whatever to know yeah it's um, happened to people before i know and it took them a while yeah to actually get somebody to respond so and i don't know how to get someone to look to go hey because i'm not i'm nobody right so i can't it's not like i'm mm-hmm. like i have a check mark next to my name where I, they might go all right well let's take a look like so i right. i don't know but it's been like it sucks and and Anyone who has a kid in any part of the educational system, usually like primary school, knows that like any sort of violent speech, right? There's just a no, yeah, like there's just a zero tolerance policy. And I get that, like, and I understand the problem is 
this would be like if you had a school where everybody was a, had that policy applied to them except the quarterback of the football team. Like that's Twitter, right? Mm, so like right. for the past four years, we had a president who would just say whatever the fuck he wanted. And we have a lot, you know, and they just were like, it's in the public interest. And it wasn't until the fucking capital got invaded for the first time since the war of 1812 that they were like, maybe this was a bad <laughs> idea. Right. Yeah. So like they definitely do not enforce the policy consistently across people and right. anyone who is on Twitter, any, you ask any marginalized group, women, you know, minorities, trans people, like they, the amount of abuse that they would get. And it's not, it, it doesn't have to be an actual physical threat. Like Susan, I remember her, she posted something where she mentioned something about a show like Doctor Who or Star Trek, and somebody responded with, like, why do you think anybody wants to know your thoughts, you fucking cunt? Well, that's not a violent threat, but that's not a great thing to say to anybody, right? And that person probably just kept on tweeting their shit, right? So it's like, and I'm not saying that, like, well, I should be given a pass because other people get away with worse. It's just that if, if you are going to have a policy where you're just kind of like trying to stop abuse, then it should be applied consistently across anyone using the platform, regardless of who they are and what position they hold. Either something is abuse or it isn't. Um, At least then you would, people who, who fuck up uh, would know that, well, you know, it's kind of happening consistently, but also I feel like I don't necessarily, because you can report, somebody else's stuff for abuse and in the past folks have used that like maliciously or mm. not with the the noblest of <clears throat> intentions you need to have a system as much as it might suck where an actual human being might be able to go well yeah this was bad because right. i mean i don't care you can't argue unless you are like friends with someone to such a high degree that you could call them a fucking cunt and they know that it's fine but even then mm. that's probably still that's not the place for it right like you right. <laughs> you get a beer with yeah. that person to do that right right um so and and that's the problem so i don't know if i'll ever get it back and if i don't i don't know if i would honestly go through the trouble of trying to make an alt account i just i don't know if it's worth it i just you know i miss some of the folks that the only way i interact with them is on there especially too because they're probably like where is this cat not all of them Right, right. A lot, a lot right. of folks are, you know, it's. But I think there's a few that would probably be like, "Oh, well, wait a minute, all right." Well, they just. I don't want them thinking that I just dropped off the face of the earth and I never was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know I'm not going to be on here anymore." Right? Like they think I just bailed right. and like never said anything. So, who knows? But it's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it dumb. Makes no sense. And it's such a <laughs> dumb thing to be upset about. But it's also like, I mean, it's called social media for a reason. It's social, right? You mm-hmm. develop relationships with people. And there might be some people. There are some people that I have relationships with them because they were fans of Jumping the Shark back in the day. And, right. and I've never met them in person, but I've had conversations with them on Twitter over the years. And 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 I've enjoyed those conversations. I've, I've valued those conversations. And it's like it, 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 yes. so to have all that kind of like just gone because you don't get the chance to say 
And I'll admit straight up, like, hey, if, if that if someone took that to mean violence, like, I am so sorry. That is not at all how I intended it. I can see how that could be portrayed. And so, mm. like, I'll, I'll own it, right? Like, and I won't do that shit again. I'll be more careful right. about how I... I just you just kind of like want the opportunity to be able to like show that you're not going to do shit like that, right? Even right, though I still yes. don't I don't know, it's just a whole weird thing. And my wife who's not on any of it all is just like, okay. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's real hard to get in touch with. Yeah. You need to yeah. ask her a question. Find <laughs> <laughs> it out. Yeah. No shit, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so, you know, whatever. And I don't even know. Like, I mean, it's like, uh, I don't even know what anyone could do, right? It's not like you're going to tweet at Twitter support and be like, hey. Basically, that's what the people who that happens to, like, ask their followers to do. And okay. they, st they still almost get no traction, but at least it calls attention to it. So I was going to say, all right, well, there you go. We'll, we'll tweet gently and nicely. And, Absolutely. And, and uh, professionally and politely, you know, yep. tweet at twitter support and ask him to let your boy mr minky back on yeah. he's got he's got hot takes <laughs> yes it's i mean I, who's gonna stop the ska revolution <laughs> i just feel like i feel like if the kids today this is a situation okay if 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 the kids today wanted to get polio you wouldn't be like nah it's cool let them get polio you would tell them polio is a terrible thing. We eradicated it for a reason. Well, we stopped listening to ska music. We stopped <laughs> accepting swing music as a thing that you could hear on the radio all the time for a fucking reason. I'm just saying that. Like, like no doubt is gone. Let them. Like, no one has heard from the mighty, mighty boss tones in a hot Thank minute. God. And there's a reason for that. Just let them be gone. Let them work at the fucking Ross Dress for Less, whatever the fuck they're doing right now. Or doing the Iowa State Fair, you know, behind whatever, whatever fucking Leonard Skinner lineup is currently <laughs> shambling their way across the country. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was not a great time. I remember my wife and I when we lived in Seattle, uh, or I think it was Federal Way at that point. We, our friends Mike and guys I'd went to college with, stayed at our at our apartment, and we both came home from work. And I got out of my car, and I heard ska music so loud, and I was like, "Who the fuck is playing <laughs> that shitty music?" And it's so loud, they're gonna get kicked out of this place. I went up to my apartment; it was my apartment. They were playing ska <laughs> music so loud, and I was like, "What? A, this is not good music, and B, are you deaf?" Like, what are you, like, if I was my dad, who, by the way, is deaf in one ear, so when he was like, are you deaf, he would have that frame of reference. <laughs> and it was terrible then, and it's terrible now. And also, wallet chains, come on, you don't need a chain for your wallet. Oh, no, oh I'm guilty, yeah. So guilty of that one. <laughs> like, what is the purpose of, I've never understood, is it just so nobody pickpockets you? Or is it just yeah, like fashion? I think originally, but for me, it was because that's what all the other corn kids were doing. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you were a freak on a leash. I get it. Uh -huh. It happens. Uh -huh. Yeah. There wasn't no money in that while I had chained to my pants. But <laughs> I had a chain on. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't think I was wrong. I think any reasonable judge, if they were like, no, he's absolutely right. Yeah. Anyone who brings back right. Ska. We get... You get thrown out of Twitter jail so fast. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> just, just let me appeal on. I'd be like, "Do you see what they were talking about?" 
I think I was right. <laughs> and they should be like, I think Jack would be like, absolutely, I'd burn this fucking place down too. <laughs> the minute I hear the impression that I get, I'm lighting this bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> the remix. All right. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, but don't don't be a dick if you decide to to speak to Twitter. Don't. That's not going to help anybody. Don't certainly don't threaten to burn the whole site down because they don't oh, like good. that. Oh, that's, that's the last thing at all. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have three movies to speak about uh, this week. Uh, first one is uh, a screener that we received, um, and it is a. Uh, Comedy horror, I guess is what they call it. I guess I, there are yeah. some parts that are funny. It's more of a surreal horror, um, and that is uh, Dementia 2, which, oddly enough, um, it seems, if you if you look at IMDb, it's kind of made in 2018, mm-hmm. but is being released uh, May 21st of 2021. Right. So this is uh, by uh, Matt Mercer and Mike Teston, uh, who uh, they both co-wrote it and they co-directed oh. it, and they had origi- they had done uh, a movie called Dementia in 2015, uh, and this movie tells the story of uh, so Matt Mercer, who, as we mentioned, writer, co-director, co-writer, plays Wendell, a handyman uh, who is a uh, a felon who's on parole, and he's given a job to do at the house of an elderly woman, uh, Mrs. Goldblum, uh, and when he he gets there. <coughs> Uh, he finds that she is not all there. And mm-hmm. as he's kind of doing tasks for her around the house, um, it kind of spirals downward and uh, hits some kind of absurd levels. Um, as then him uh, and Sheila, played by Najara Townsend, who you might remember from when we talked about her in The Stylist, Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was fantastic and stylist uh, are, are kind of basically trying to figure out how they can get out of this house, but also make away with some of the savings that Mrs. Goldblum has saved up. Um, if you had not told me that this movie was made in 2018, I would have thought it was something that they put together as part of like this kind of wave of, of pandemic movies mm-hmm. um, that folks shot on, you know, kind of limited budgets uh, right. limited resources, limited staff, because it absolutely feels like that. It's a very small yeah. cast. It's a, it, 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 it basically takes place. We know with the exception of like an establishing shot of Wendell in his apartment early on, it takes place entirely in, in Mrs. Goldblum's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to kind of, uh, think that this has been around for a while, um, I would have thought that it it was just made. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, to that to that point, it probably was done that way. It just didn't happen to be, yeah, you know, because of the pandemic. It was literally, you know, uh, a lower budget, like yeah, money constraints and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, and I'm sure this was made over, you know, a couple of days, a few mm-hmm. days, whatever, and. You know, nobody was in it for the money. So, right. just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, there are some actual, like, it, it, 
I mean, I still am not entirely sure of what was going on with Mrs. That Goldblum. was my issue with it. Uh, you know, there, there seems like maybe she killed her husband. Maybe she was eating her husband. I, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> she had these visions of him. I will say that you can get a surprisingly terrifying makeup effects with, with an old lady some mm. some special contact lenses and a shit ton of yeah. pancake makeup on her face. Yeah. That shit was yeah. terrifying. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they definitely worked well with the kind of the limited budget they had. Yes. But and it, I think and I, and I think the it being in black and white certainly helped yeah. with some of that stuff too. Because man, like if it had been in color, it might have looked ridiculous. But in black yeah. and white, I was just like, oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know her husband. It seems like just from stuff that they kind of mentioned at the beginning of the movie that you know kind of maybe you know he had also gotten some dementia so you don't know if it's gotten some dementia listen to me <laughs> just a touch this is scooch yeah. of the old dementia <laughs> you know how it is <laughs> um so i don't know if what they're trying to say is like he he had some sort of like degenerative you know brain condition and then she ate him and then she got it or maybe he didn't because she mentions that he mentions at the top of the movie he's like kind of writing in his on his typewriter that he bit his wife and she mentions mm. hey my husband bit me so right. you know i don't know if it's a situation where he was starting to uh you know ha- experience some sort of mental decline and then bit her and then she like caught it i guess for for lack of a right. better word um yeah it's like <laughs> transferable dementia like via like the way zombies yeah you know <laughs> like yeah um but i actually liked wendell like i mean he's yeah you don't really know like what he had gone to jail for you know that his parole officer is an asshole which is right. not new in terms of how parole officers <laughs> right. are portrayed um yeah. in in movies and um you know kind of najara townsend like she doesn't have a huge role i mean she's basically someone who just realized that there's this old lady who had a house and she was like well i'll just live here um yeah, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> but um i thought wendell was and there's there's some kind of funny uncomfortable scenes where you know miss goldblum thinks that wendell is her husband and is like you're gonna unclog my pipe and he's like hey like you know i mean yeah, uh, that was hilarious <laughs> You know, I when I first started watching it, I, I I was like kind of the lower budget aspect of it. I was like, eh, I'm not sure. But then kind of the more I got into it, I, it, I mean, it's 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 only over an hour. I mean, I I think like if this had been like an episode of Creep Show on Shutter or something, I yeah, you know, you'd be like, well, yeah, okay, it 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 absolutely makes sense as something like that as trying to say, sure, call it like a movie, so to speak. I feel like that's. Well, also, if, stretch. You know, and if it had been an episode of a show like that, I feel like the script probably would have been tightened up a good bit. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of part of my issue with it. I was like, things just kind of seemed to happen because they were happening, and it was yeah. like, okay, yeah. uh, I guess we'll go with this now and stuff like that. But yeah, I and there was like this whole the, like hallucination thing that he was hallucinating that I felt was just entirely unnecessary. I just it didn't yep. it didn't really establish um, anything, but. Um, right. You know, still, I mean, you know, it was still enter- entertaining. I mean, you kind of knew what you were in for at the title credits when it was like dementia, and then there was like an explosion, and the part two comes like flying in. <laughs> You're like, yeah. all right, this is not some kind of like hot or whatever, like a horror spin on, you know, 
this isn't the taking of Deborah Logan, right? Like, this isn't where like you, mm-hmm. you're kind of wondering, okay, this woman has Alzheimer's. Is she actually? Is there some kind of supernatural thing going on, or is this a result of, you know, unfortunately, what's you know kind of going on with her condition? Um, so I think it was it was meant to be very kind of like tongue in cheek. Just the fact that yeah. you could tell just from the very beginning they weren't taking themselves seriously. But I mean, I still right. enjoyed it. I thought it was it was funny. I just don't know if as a what we I don't even know like what do you like to me an like an hour and twenty minutes is like the bare minimum of what I would consider something a movie like because there's like yeah. plenty of animated films that are like an hour twenty yeah. an hour I mean, seven host, <laughs> you know host was even shorter than this and I, I mean I kind of felt like that yeah host was fifty seven minutes oh well all right all right so I think we're kind of you know, there are no rules anymore as to how this stuff, you know, it used to be the MPAA required, what, 86 or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now it's just like, yeah, everybody with an iPhone's a filmmaker, so fuck it. It's a movie, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, so I don't know um, where I'm assuming it's going to hit all the normal Kind of, I did not see the the you know. So so a lot of the times the stream sometimes the the screeners that we get they'll have that shutter, yeah, uh, kind of logo at the beginning, um, which you know either you know they're kind of like gonna have rights to it or helping to distribute mm. it or whatever. Um, I'm not sure. It says theaters, uh, theaters. Dimension Part Two will be in theaters on May 21st. Wow. Uh, 2021. Um, and uh, video on demand, digital HD, and DVD on June 1st, 2021. Nice. Um, it was it was done in five weeks. It just, I assume the mm. five weeks were this year. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Then I totally, I totally see that from watching it, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, I, you know, I watched a lot of indie stuff and I was like, man, I was actually like pretty impressed with, with a, a good bit of the. I guess you know the technical yeah filmmaking that went into it, even I th- if I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Most and, I, and I think that Wendell is such a likable fuck up. Like I mean, he mm-hmm. kind of goes in and he's like, "I'm not sure about this," and then she tips him like a hundred bucks, and he's like, oh, "All right. right, what else you got around yeah. here?" Yeah, exactly. You know, but like the scene is like changing the light bulb, and she kind of like keeps turning the light on. He's like, "Ha ha ha!" Like I mean, it's and she's right. like, yeah. you know, you're just... that was so fucking good too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, I don't, it's not, it's nothing, it's not earth shattering, but it's, it's no. more than I think I would be able to, if you said, hey, in five weeks, you need to have a movie. It's- oh, God. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'd be wide awake the night before, like, shit, I got to start this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what yeah. to do. <laughs> Although when we filmed uh, Son of God, Son of Justice, I don't remember how long that took um, in college. Mm. Uh, I think it was a weekend. And it shows because it's like ten minutes long. <laughs> uh, it's still out there somewhere. God forbid. <laughs> Stif- just stopping any political career I might have just dead in its tracks. Not like anything I've ever said publicly on oh. Twitch or it's, in a podcast. This, Wouldn't this have already done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so our next movie is um, directed by Amelia Moses, uh, written by Wendy Hill Tout and uh, Lowell, whom uh, you 
know, singular word, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. Lowell was born Elizabeth Lowell <coughs> Boland. Uh, and that is uh, a new kind of take on the werewolf genre. Uh, and that is Bloodthirsty. Uh, mm -hmm. So Lauren Beatty plays Gray, uh, who is a indie... <laughs> uh, an independent musical artist, although I kind of wonder whether or not the people who made this movie actually understand what an indie, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> like, like, like an independent musical artist having a photo shoot. I don't think you'd call that right. indie right. at that point. Right. <laughs> uh, when they were like, and then the, the, the journalist is like chasing her down the hall going, when's your next album coming out? I don't mm -hmm. know if I, you'd call that indie. That seems pretty mainstream. Um, mm -hmm. At that point, but anyway, she uh, she she's having some some writer's block. She keeps having these dreams where she she's like eating flesh uh, and, and is like a wolf, and then goes to work with a producer, Vaughn Daniels, played by Greg uh, Brick, who if you played <coughs> Far Cry, the last Far Cry, she, he he was the voice of Joseph Seed, which mm -hmm. is why. Uh, I was hoping something bad would happen to him through the entire movie <laughs> because I just <laughs> had flashbacks. Dollar uh, Tree McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so she goes to live with Vaughn, her and her girlfriend, Charlie. And over the course of um, him producing her record, uh, kind of some details come out. He, he seems to, to be a little off himself. Uh, and then we're kind of off to the races. Um, or are we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so there's a couple <laughs> things about this movie. One is, it, it, I, just, I wonder if the people who wrote this movie have actually listened to any independent music because, like, they just seem to think that any indie female is, like, the kind of very breathy... Uh, mm. um, uh, you know, just very like whispery, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like a, oh shit, what's her name? With the she doesn't have green hair anymore. Uh, oh, uh, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, which, who by the way, Billie Eilish is probably like the biggest musician on the planet right now. Right. She's not indie, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, have you not heard of like fucking Slater Kinney or like <laughs> right. you know fucking baby metal? Or right, uh, you know, like uh, you know the the. I mean, there's there are so many. Dude, I I have friends who are amateur musicians. <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's yeah. This, there's none of this like this posh like, going to this fucking amazing like house in the mountains to record with this weird ass. Like, no, that's, right. It, it, it very much misses the mark. Right, or like fucking lots. Pussy Riot, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't get more independent than Pussy Riot. They fucking went to jail, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and they are hard as shit. They would have torn this fucking gray right. up into pieces. Like, right. they, like in the immortal words of 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 uh, of uh, uh, Joe Piscopo playing. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! What's his name? God, I can't remember names tonight. Frank uh, Sinatra on Saturday Night Live. Mm. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. <laughs> like, it's just this, yeah, like this breathy, uh, you know, and then the songs, the songs sucked. Like, her songs yeah. sucked. Even, like, before when she was struggling and yeah. then 
on the fly, she wrote she wrote the a song terrible about Psycho. Song. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, it was so bad. And he and and she kept doing that. The only two lines, I guess, that were written <laughs> for the script. And then he's like, and oh, he just kept saying again. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. oh, oh, let's, go, let's go to a different chord. She nailed it that time. <laughs> yeah, let's go to a different chord and let's change this line from being a bad line to a worse line. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. It was like, and that's the problem. Okay. So like. Okay. So like, I've talked about last. I think it was. If it wasn't this past year's best of movies it was the year before so elizabeth moss did this movie called her smell and it was great and it was about a I still haven't seen that. yeah it was it was about like a courtney love-esque female musician who was in like an all female kind of punk rock band and they elizabeth moss was the front uh woman and she like just kind of went on this spiral of um you know drugs and alcohol and um and the, and it, and it kind of like uh culminates in this reunion show and um uh Dan Stevens fantastic job by Dan Stevens mm. played her ex-husband yeah exactly <laughs> played her ex-husband and it was kind of like would go back and forth between like the problems that she had and then like getting ready to do this reunion show and when they actually played the music she sounded like the band sounded like a, a whole, you know, or a, um, like a belly, you know, kind of that 90s, mm. you know, yep. alternative, you know, music. Garbage. Yeah. yeah, garbage. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and it made, it, it made sense. It fit. You could tell the people who, like, worked on the music for that movie, they knew the type of music that they were trying to, uh, to portray this band performing and and mm-hmm. and they actually did it correctly and then this movie i'm like i get and i get it's just like okay <laughs> I, I i'm probably the only person either listening to this show or part of the show who actually watched empire do you remember empire the tv show i do i didn't watch it but the it was, people that was, i worked with at that time were obsessed with it it was so terrible. i heard like everything about it it was terrible <laughs> and oh, and, okay. and the youngest son and i don't remember his his name um on 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 the show um he he so so empire was a story about this family who was like basically they were like you know kind of like the rockefeller records of mm. you know of um of of rap and and terrence howard was in it and he was like the yeah the 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 main guy and he had gone to jail and taraji p henson had like run it while he was gone but like hakeem was like hakeem lion he was like the the youngest he was supposed to be this like um like this amazing rapper and he was fucking terrible he was <laughs> terrible his rhymes were awful his flow sucked and you're like it it'd be like if they if 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 someone was trying to make a movie about or a TV show about like a Beyonce-esque or a Jay-Z or a Tupac Shakur, right? Like that, mm. le- that's the level of kind of stardom they, they were making it out to be that empire. Like this was like death row in the nineties, right? This was, yeah. this was like, you know, fucking Biggie Smalls at the height of his career, that level. And then like this guy comes out and he just is fucking t- and it would pull <laughs> me out every single time. And I'm like, this guy is 
awful. And the only time the music on that show ever got any good is when they brought in outside collaborators. So, like, they brought Akon in for an episode where he was, like, working with Hakim and, and, and Hakim's brother, whose name I can't remember. But Hakim's brother was the guy who, like, lied about getting attacked in Chicago by MAGA hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesse Smollett, yeah. And and Akon's music was fucking great. It was amazing. And I was like, fire all these fuckers and just bring Akon <laughs> on the show. He's like, long lost adopted brother. Who knows? <laughs> and so that's the thing I kept going back to this movie was how shitty the music was. Yeah. And then it got into just, just contrived, dumb, werewolf bullshit. Which, uh, for an 80-minute movie, if... <sighs> It's been on for fifty three fucking minutes, and we don't even we don't even get a whiff of a werewolf. Right. Oh not my even God. not even not the heady scent. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I couldn't wait for it to be over, and then and then we finally get a transformation scene, and it reminds me yep. of when D. Wallace turned into a pomeranian at the end of the Howling. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will, <laughs> I will say that one shot was the only positive thing I really had to say about this film is when she transformed inside of the sound booth and like the way that that tracking shot where it was pulling backwards while she was in the glass, like freaking out. Yeah. That I was thought cool. that was a cool shot. Yeah. But after 53 minutes of bullshit, it was nowhere near enough to make me be like, okay, here we go. I was just like, really? Can this, can that be it? Roll credits. I'm done. I can't. But it was, I can't watch much more of this. It was just so contrived and yes. It, it then it, it just felt like a soap opera. Like I was watching fucking Vampire Diaries or some shit, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, and and oh yeah. And I was just like, what? Not this. No. Absolutely would have been like a WB show. Oh <laughs> well, that's actually insulting WB shows. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely you're right. I mean, yeah. like. Like back in the day, WB, like when Nightman was on and shit like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So not not the C. <laughs> yeah, before they merged with UPN, right, and, right, and became the CW, the WWWWB. Yeah, <laughs> with Charles mm-hmm. J. Frog or whatever the fuck his name was. What was his name? Yeah, that something like that. I know. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a little top hat with his cane. Exactly. Know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not great. Yeah, it was, and and I shit just, like that lives rent free in my brain. But if you ask me to fucking do a math problem, I'm worthless. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember that, and I remember that it was such a huge deal when Buffy the Vampire Slayer when they left the WB and they went to UPN, mm-hmm. and I was like, yep. mm. and it did not. It was not as good. Mm. And then they joined, and they became the CW, and and just made Berlanti verse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean I guess you can watch it on the streaming service of your choice, but yeah, I mean don't, but you don't, could. Don't do it on our account. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so the last movie which I found to be way more enjoyable than mm-hmm. than Bloodthirsty is a Shutter uh, exclusive. So get yourself a Shutter subscription, uh, and that is Boys from County Hell. So uh, another uh, kind of short watch. So, uh, directed by Chris Baugh, written by Chris Baugh, with a story by a couple other folks, Brendan Mullen uh, and others. Um, it uh, uh, Eugene Moffat plays Jack Rowan, who is a... Uh, uh, he's just a dude. He's a little aimless. 
You know, he, mm. he likes to go to the, the pub with his friends and drink back some, some pints. This kind of reminds me of like a Shaun of the Dead or um, yeah. what's it, What's the, the third one in that trilogy, The End of Times or whatever it's called. Uh, the World's End. The World's End, thank you. Yeah, it's like a bunch of kind of like aimless dudes like to go to the pub and, and fuck around. And, and, and he's, uh, he's, he's part well, of it. You know, they're like, they're local. They kind of peaked in high school kind of thing. Yeah. Like. You know, they never went past that part, that prime of their life kind of stuff. Yeah, and and there's this idea that there's this there's this you know that that Bram Stoker kind of wrote Dracula based on based on a legend uh, mm-hmm. at uh, uh, in their village, and that there's this this cairn of stones that is the grave of a of a vampire, and and he's part of a construction crew that's like essentially building like an overpass or a mm-hmm. highway, or whatever. Uh, as part of the uh, construction process, knocks the cairn down, and hey, what do you know? Actually, unleashes a mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, vampiric spirit. And I and I I really liked the way this was an interesting take on vampires because it wasn't just like, you know, okay, the vampire you know a- attacks you in the middle of the night and, and drinks your blood, but it's actually like a force that would like draw the blood out of people mm-hmm. as it passed by them and um and it was uh it was it was a uh, you know just kind of watching you know Jack and his his friends be holed up in the construction site as like various people that they know getting turned into vampires and mm-hmm. um it was it was very funny at, at times and uh and and everybody was super likable even though he's you know kind of a fuck up um right and it was just kind of a take on vampirism that I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen anything like I that. I haven't either. And, and I kind of hinted at that. I think talking about Jacob Swiper, there have been two things I've seen recently that took, you know, what has been done a million times before in, in a vampire movie and actually kind of turned some things on their head and, and just decided to change up, you know, how they're going to do it. And it's, it's, been, it's been super fun to watch these two movies. Yeah, you know, and I and the you know the oh, the creature design for this yeah. was really good. Yes, um, same for Jacob's wife. I thought she looked awesome. I thought the Nosferatu kind of vampire in that movie was awesome. Yep, uh, and, and the one in this one is fucking cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I like you know anytime there's a movie like this where <laughs> like there's people who come across this type of thing, and their main uh, response is to just be like fuck that and like absolutely yeah. terrified and you know <laughs> I, is it makes yeah. me laugh because you know i know how i would be yep exactly <laughs> i'd be like it's you know nice, when the, it's when the, nice to see characters respond the same way like like the empty man when he's like nope yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yes yeah like, uh, i yeah. love that and but yeah like like you said it, it very much uh, is is a Shaun of the Dead, which I didn't know going into it. I just saw the poster on Shutter. I literally opened Shutter the day that it hit Shutter, and I was like, I've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll watch it, and that was it. Like it was just it was the new Shutter hotness. I had no idea it was a comedy, uh, but it didn't take me long to realize that because the beginning of the movie is straight up American Werewolf in London, except yeah. for it's Canadian, you know, a Canadian. <laughs> A couple who's come to visit the, these fabled stones or whatever, and they they take them out uh, to show them and stuff like that. And, and so, but you kind of get 
you know, from that initial scene, it kind of sets the tone. And then there is, there are parts that are straight up fucking hilarious. Yeah. But also it's still at its core, just like Shaun of the Dead is a a horror movie. It's just, it just happens to have really smart comedy interweaved and it works really well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I mean, like there, there's something to be said about, you know, the, these kind of movies where, I mean, you know, where you've got some protagonists that are, they're kind of aimless, you know? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. always clear what, you know, what you're supposed to do with your life when you're, you know, kind of 19, 20, 21, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I mean, not everything is going to... Well, you not, know, and they, they also touch on that part of, like, I got to get out of here. And then the guy's like, where are you going to go? I've been out there. <laughs> it's like I'm going to Australia. <laughs> They're like, wait, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was just it was a fun watch. It was it was uh, it was heartfelt. It, like you said, the creature design was great. A lot of you know some pretty good kills. Um, and I and something like this really does you you have to like uh, you have to like the characters because otherwise yes. you know if it's just like yeah. You like, I mean, like World's End. Like, I mean, some of those characters were just like super fuck uppy, but you still enjoyed them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and yeah. and it, and it kind of a movie like this kind of lives or dies based on how well, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, you, you uh, how how you can relate to the characters, and if you want to root for them, and right, you know, because so many times in these kind of things, I end up rooting for the monster because everybody's just a stereotypical, you know, throwaway. You know, there's no. Uh, they don't do anything to flesh the characters out, let you know anything about them. And like something like this, I mean, a, a kid who never left his hometown is something I can absolutely relate to and how right. that feels to be like, oh, I'm going to get out and see. And then I don't do shit. And so I'm like, yeah. But at the same time, and he fucks up and he, like bad shit happens when uh, to a couple of a uh, couple of times because of him fucking up. But yeah, you don't you never hate this kid. You kind of you kind of no, the whole time not at you know? all. Yeah, no, not at all. And that's, you know, that and the jokes landing are like the two biggest things. And I think that's why Shaun of the Dead is such a classic because you you root for Shaun from the very beginning. Yeah. Even though he fucks up, you know. And, yeah. Uh, same thing in this movie. I thought. I thought uh, even they even had an Ed character in here that I really yep. liked. Yep. So. Yeah. Um. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so as you mentioned before, that one's available on Shudder. Uh, mm-hmm. And if, if you want kind of a new, a new take on uh, vampires, then uh, which is great to still see that, you know, folks still, you know, kind of have, you know, the imagination and to, to mm-hmm. be able to take. And I know nothing about whether there's any sort of like Irish take on, on vampirism. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, either. But um, to, to, to know that you know folks are still kind of willing to take these these kind of tropes or whatnot and then uh uh improve upon them or change them mm-hmm. or give them their own spin and then and then be successful in it is great because that's kind of what keeps it you know keeps horror kind of relevant and fun is is finding yep. new ways to uh to kind of talk about this stuff yeah um, the stuff that's been around for a hundred years or more you know exactly but yeah it's super cool to to see you know, new voices and express new ideas. And, and they, when they work, they're super fucking fun. Like you could sit there and be like, Oh, well, it's not a real vampire because this, that, and the other thing, but you know what? Just, just watch it. Don't be an asshole. Right. Exactly. You might actually enjoy yourself, you know? Right. Right. 
All right. Uh, do you want to take a break? Or are you good to go for our section on? I think I'm good. All right. Uh, so uh, I, I mentioned this to you at the beginning of uh, the the show. My daughter is a huge Jacksepticeye fan, uh, mm. and he's been playing, or at least played at some point, Resident Evil Village. Is it Resident Evil Eight mm. or Resident Evil Village? I don't. I don't remember. Well, the right, the it's right way eight, but the they they started using the Roman numerals, so the V I L L and Village is actually eight or whatever. Okay. So, so where they she, did the logo. Okay. So she she saw that he had been playing it, and she was like, "Have you heard of the Resident Evil games?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard of them." Uh, and she's like, "Have you ever played any?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I played the remake of whatever remake was on the GameCube. Was that was that Resident Evil or was that the first like a, one? Yeah, okay, yeah, the remake of the first one." I said, "I did not get very far in it." Some dogs jumping <laughs> through windows, and I was like, "Fuck that, I'm out." Once I realized I had to find like a typewriter ribbon to save, I was like, yeah. "Nah, son, yeah. that ain't I ain't about that shit." <laughs> and I played through a lot of four. Uh, yeah. Once I rescued the president's daughter, and it kept going, I was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "You know what? She seems fine. I think I think yeah. she's pretty safe." <laughs> so I did I, not. I completed the mission. All right. Yeah, I did. Leon. It was Leon, right? That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Leon from part two. Yeah. Yeah. So Leon rescued the president's daughter, and I was like, I feel like he's got this under control. There's really nothing yeah. more that I need to do at this point. <laughs> so I did not uh, finish it. And I remember, like, because it was a GameCube game, and I and it was like a, a GameCube. That was an exclusive for the GameCube, right? Initially, yeah, it's not, yeah. not the case anymore, but yeah. Right. That was a big deal that they yeah. they wanted to – Nintendo, for the first time, wanted to not be perceived as a kiddie console. Exactly, so they went yeah. after Resident Evil exclusivity, which I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I bought it was when it came out, and I, I played a lot of it. And that weirdo who you buy guns from, he seemed yeah. like he was What are you buying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He seemed like he wasn't all there. I don't mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, so she's like, have you? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, well, my, my friend, Mitch, he, he's he's playing it. And she's been, like, asking me every night, like, well, does he mm-hmm. like it? Has he been playing it? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I need to be able to report back to her. How yeah. you feel? She's not going to listen to this show because God forbid she ever actually, you know. <laughs> she probably shouldn't, to be honest. <laughs> like, eh, yeah, probably. Like, you got suspended from Twitter. I'd be like, it's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't threaten uh, yeah, your so, slow down. So, uh, right. So, uh, I got it on uh, release day. Didn't didn't expect to see that happening in town here without me having to leave town, but. Uh, Walmart had it, and hot tip again for those of you buying new games. I know Walmart sucks, but they more often than not sell things ten dollars cheaper than anywhere else. So that blows my mind because they yeah. must make that up in selling ten-year-old games at sixty dollars. Right. I so many other like, oh, this is our this is our like shelf of old games, and I'm like, oh, okay, like Burnout Paradise for the 360, and they're like forty-five dollars. Like, you are <laughs> out of your goddamn mind. But yeah. I guess that's how they make up the. Uh... Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I went in and I and, and they had they actually had the PS5, you know, ver- it's my first PS5 game that straight up like has the white, mm-hmm. you know, logo and stuff, and it was forty nine dollars, just wow. like the PS4 version. So that's crazy. Uh, and I had a gift card. So, uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> I'm roughly four hours in, which. Certainly doesn't feel like it should be, but from what I've been hearing, uh, is maybe 
a third of the way through, okay. if not a quarter. Um, so it starts off um, with the the main characters from Seven, and they're they they've got an apartment that they're out of the country, and they're trying to move away from the horrible things that happened in the Seven. Um, and then some crazy shit goes down in their apartment, and uh, a character that is not known as a villain busts in and they shoot up the place and they you get captured and then you wake up in the wreckage of the transport vehicle you were in uh-huh. and you're in this this snowy village uh in god knows where and immediately you are descended upon by many werewolves <laughs> sure just just so many are, werewolves are they are they independent <laughs> musicians probably I didn't ask uh, because when I tell you for, for the first, I don't know how many minutes this went on. I was fucking running for my life. Like I was like, am I supposed to be exploring this area? Because I can't move two goddamn inches without a fucking werewolf popping out of something. And then, uh, and then this like giant, the one they're calling Santa Claus or whatever, because it's this fucking mammoth werewolf with this big ass fucking hammer and this long white hair he comes in calls off the other werewolves thankfully and then and then i kind of got to walk around for a little bit and and explore the area there's a really really cool sequence in some very tall grass Uh Uh, that's, that's after that part so i won't spoil but it's scary as fuck and then, uh, and then you get into this house and you meet a few survivors and shit kind of goes sideways in there. And then where I'm at now, I'm in the, the castle, the vampire castle where the big goth vampire lady lives uh-huh. and kind of going through there. But the one thing I'll say, Seven started off and it was scary as shit, uh-huh. but it was the more slow paced kind of the way Resident Evil kind of typically is like you're, you're prodding around a mansion and there might be a zombie here, a zombie there, but for the most part, you know, the big action set pieces don't come in until later on. This one starts off completely full-on fucking action. You uh-huh. still don't have any ammo, and you're still running for your fucking life and trying to eat herbs and shit to keep yourself alive. But so far, for the first, I would say, like, like I said, like maybe four hours I'm into it, man, it has been nonstop. Uh-huh me getting attacked, me getting fucked up, me getting all these things are coming at me all the time. I'm running for my fucking life. I haven't had time to look for a fucking key or find a, like some kind of a stupid statue that I put on some thing and it opens a door. Like, right. All of these resident evil things that I'm so accustomed to. And then, and seven had, cause seven started off again, like super slow. You're in the mansion. There's that weird fucking family. It's super like Texas chainsaw vibes. Yeah. Um, and then it eventually does turn into an action kind of horror game with those sludge monsters and shit in the in the pump room and stuff like that. But this one is just so far just balls to the wall action, like almost an FPS. Only you just don't have any ammo. <laughs> right. So, so do these do these games typically like explain themselves? Mm. Yeah. Like, are you gonna find out why this vil- why you're at this village and why there's werewolves and who Santa Claus is and um... I hope I honestly don't know because <laughs> this like I, it's kind of like the way um, Seven was kind of like uh, the Force Awakens for Resident Evil. There were all these new characters 
It was a whole new storyline, and, and none of it had anything to do with zombies or any, like, you know, the T-virus and all the other things that kind of the series had been about for the first several games. And then with 4, they attempted to show the origins of the T-virus and what Umbrella was doing, and it, and you were shooting those villagers with bugs in their fucking necks and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so... It's, it's one of those classic scenarios where they take something that's super fucking awesome and you don't necessarily need it to be like over explained and they try to do it anyway and it kind of sucks. Uh-huh. And so so like one, two and three, I really like four. I, it's a great game. It's not a great Resident Evil game to me. Okay. And, and, you know, five, six, it's kind of the same thing. It goes more into the villagers and the bugs and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if that's where they extracted whatever to create the t-virus like i don't need to know about the bugs and the villagers this, i don't like this and then seven is kind of like well it's the same series but we're taking it's a whole new storyline you know we're kind of we're just kind of doing like you know it, it like it's it's branching out in this one series but this maybe doesn't have anything to do with you could start here and not and and not have missed anything, kind of thing. Okay. Which I think is a good idea because eight is kind of doing the same thing, whereas seven had the Texas Chainsaw Family and Sludge Monsters. Eight uh, has werewolves and vampires so far, and it's right. like, you know, it, it, I don't have a problem with them introducing different storylines, and it doesn't always have to be Umbrella Corp, and it doesn't always have to be zombies. It's just, it's a horror series. Here's some other shit that's in horror. Let's let's do a storyline with this. And if they continue to do that, like, going forward, that's perfect for me. Like, yeah. I want to now, because I don't want to just keep shooting fucking zombies. We're, we've shot many zombies at this point. Right, right. You know, so, them changing up the formula to tell new stories within this series, I'm all about it. And that seems to kind of be what they're doing right now. Right, but gotcha. it's a fantastic game. Fant- I'm like I'm super into the story. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's it's so far for me not exactly that Resident Evil formula where like yeah there's still resource management. I feel like I never have enough shit for what's coming next. But I'm just I'm not used to running for my life so often in Resident Evil. <laughs> so so if somebody like me who doesn't play horror games and I typically don't like Resident Evil games because of the resource management. I, I kind of thought maybe because of like the more action focus that it would be something I would enjoy, but it sounds like probably not. Yeah, no, the resource management is still there. Like it's being it's like being dropped into a Call of Duty uh, with a handgun and eight bullets. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, is there is there like an easy mode for babies like me? Uh, it I, I I'm playing on normal. Uh, it does have an easy mode, but I don't. So typically, what easy mode in Resident Evil does, it just gives you more healing items and more ammo. Ah, oh, but that might but, be enough. But still, you know, I don't know. Like I always play them on normal, so <laughs> I don't know how much it adds. I just, from what I understand, like that's what easy is. Gotcha. So yeah, because I mean, the way I, mean, I play them, I put myself through hell anyway because you don't. Like use I said, your I'll, I'll restart a checkpoint a hundred times because like ah, I could have got through that with a couple more headshots and still had some bullets and shit like that. Yeah, and then so, you end the game yeah. and you've got like enough herbs yep. to open up yep. a, could, uh, a marijuana could... dispensary. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, and, and enough firepower to like to level to the village. A, yeah, a crater that would be seen from outer space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to try it. It, it seems like very cool. It's, 
it's I, gorgeous too by the way like this is the first kind of I've, I've seen things on the xbox where i was like holy shit this is the first ps5 thing i've seen where i was like oh fuck ps4 couldn't have done that you know kind of thing yeah it, it's absolutely beautiful yeah and i haven't really played anything on the ps4 like i mean i've had plenty of games um on the ps or sorry on the xbox you know like you know with mm. smart delivery and whatnot where i've been able to be like yeah that that looks really good but um i mean astro's playroom looked you know looked great but um, it does but i mean not you know i, I feel like that, i haven't seen anything that was like holy shit kind of you know i don't know yeah no i agree with you and i mean in astro's playroom i mean anything that's more like I guess cartoony is easy. It's a mm. lot easier to mm-hmm. make it look really cool as opposed to something that's supposed to be more like, you know, photorealistic or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, for me, it's, you know, the ratchet and clank is going to be the, the real like kind of PS five. Uh, I hope I enjoy that one, man. It, like I said, I tried to play the, I watched Jacob play the first one on PS2. I love those games so much. And I tried whichever one was, on the PS3, and I was like, I don't There's like a bunch this of them. at all. Kraken Time was my favorite, but like, so what happened was when I back in the day, I, a friend of mine uh, when I lived in Virginia, uh, my best friend, my roommate from college, Dennis, he had a PS2, and I had a GameCube, and he said, Hey, why don't we trade? Because he really wanted to play like Rogue Squadron and and um, mm-hmm. and those games. And he was like, I'll give you the PS2, you give me the GameCube, and we'll trade. And I was like, Okay, cool. And so he had um, he had GTA. Uh, Vice City and Ratchet and Clank and mm. I thought because I you know I thought for sure that you know I would be all about Vice City and then I got to the mission where you had to control the remote control helicopter mm-hmm. and I was like this fucking sucks like I yes. fucking hate this <laughs> and then I was like well let me see what this Ratchet and Clank game is about and I just I mean I fucking I mean, I just mainlined that shit, and I absolutely loved it. I loved everything about it. And then ever since then, every Ratchet & Clank game, including like the Age- Special Agent Clank games on the PSP and whatnot, I've played. And I've, mm. I, and Kraken Time is fucking amazing. I love that game. But then this, you know, so having a new... It looks incredible. A new, new protagonist, and then, yeah, like, that's just the seamless loading in between, mm-hmm. you know, with the riffs. I mean, I'm, I just, I cannot... It's my favorite... You know, aside from like Assassin's Creed, it's probably my my favorite series. I just wow. I love it so much. Yeah, nice. I absolutely. Yeah, I'm, love and it. I'm I'm going to get this one, and, and I hope I like it. But like I said, the only and I have the remaster on PS4, but I just never I never played it. Like I got it from Tommy's for like ten bucks. Yeah, I mean it's good, uh, and it's it was free for a while. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's if you played the original. And I mean, it was like also meant to be out when the Ratchet and Clank movie came out, which was not yeah great. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that might get me into it because like Jacob was so excited for it, and I was sitting there while I was like, "How much longer does this have?" <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not great. It was unfortunate that they. I mean, I understand why they did it, but it was not. Mm. I mean, because Ratchet and Clank games are usually really funny. Uh, right. The weapons are great. The the upgrades are great. It's got a great sense of humor. It just did not. I don't know why it didn't translate well into yeah. a movie. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll let her know what you said. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've been playing when I, I started the new season of Destiny. Uh, I've I've kind of taken a sh- more of a shine to the new seasonal activity. Um, Transmog yeah, like is a it. fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
<laughs> saw that coming a mile away though. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Um, when the when the when the community cries out for something like that, the first thing Bungie has to figure out is how do we make this so hard that nobody's going to want to do it, and then we can sell the yeah. fast way through Eververse to get it done. Yeah, and that's the and that's what's sad is that you just you really go you really do feel like that's the reason why mm-hmm. they made this so onerous is just to to give so people buy. I mean, at that point, just go look. We're going to offer Transmog. It's only through Eververse, right? I yeah. would rather they yeah. just do that. Yep. And then you could be like, okay, that's fine. I'll pay ten bucks, yep. and I'll, I'll, I'll make ornaments out of armor. But to yep. make it seem like this fucking, you know, series of hoops and shit that you got to jump through and all these different materials and they're time gated and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like, just be honest. Just be like, we want yeah, you exactly. We want you to buy your way to it. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you money. Like I appreciate what you're doing. It's free to play. You got to make a buck somehow. I get it, but exactly. let's just fucking be honest about it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone who jumps in a game of Overload with me and anybody else early in the season is just like, enough with the sidearms. Like, we need you to actually kill things. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. But I need to kill it with a sidearm. Right, yeah, yeah. Plink, 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 plink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been playing, uh, what I'm not playing that is I'm playing Near Replicant, which is mm. a remaster of Near which was like the prequel to Automata mm. uh, kind of back in the day. Um, and I have, a, I have a love-hate relationship with this game right now because I really do want to keep playing it. I want to see the ending. I want to see all five endings, so I'm going to do that. And uh, I'd love to see you know all the ties to Automata. But good Lord, do they just make you run back and forth so much between the same mm. fucking areas. There's actually a point where... Grimoire Vice, who's like a magic book that floats around you, says at one point, like, can't we have a quest where the everything is just right in this area? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, I understand you're making a joke and you're trying to be, like, meta about it, but, like, you're also right. the ones deciding that I have to run right. back right. and forth and back and forth. And so it's one of those things where the game is divided into two halves, and once part one is done, you can't go back to it. So, and 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 part two, you get a boat and you can fast travel, which helps. But you don't get that in part one, and you're just running. And there's, if you're trying to get all of the side quests done, and there's a lot of them, and a lot of the times, the reason you need to do the side quests is if you want to be able to see all the endings, you need all the weapons. Well, in order to get all the weapons, you have to be able to buy them, and the best way to get money is to do side quests so you know you're just running around back and forth of the same fucking areas to get money uh you know to to buy this shit and it's like it and i understand it was like a ps i don't know it was time when maybe fast travel wasn't a thing but um and then sometimes the map is just shit and it's like but i'm still i'm still trudging through it so Okay. And, and, and it's one of those things where I remember reading people and they were just like, if you played Automata, it's kind of a mixed bag. On the one hand, like you'll be interested to kind of see how things tie in, but like if you the stuff you're used to in Automata, it ain't here. 
So, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what it was like when it when it first got announced, and I was like, "Oh, I liked Automata so much." Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh no, I think I'm alright." <laughs> yeah, and it, it and I mean honestly, if there was like a bunch of other stuff to play, I probably wouldn't even bother. But yeah, you know, so so we'll see. But uh, all right, so a lot a lot going on, and then I'm trying to think. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm trying to think what comes out over the next couple weeks. Uh, I'm not sure. I have. I Honestly, have. Uh, I'm not either. Be I have those. I have those that wish me dead. Uh, I read the yeah. book, so um, and I, I'd like to go see Spiral at some point, but I'm not sure. Me too, but I don't know if I'm going to. But yeah, yeah. I just I'm such not a a mark for those movies. I just I, I don't know. I, it's I'm hard for f- me to get excited about new Saw. Yeah, it's more like just to see what Chris Rock and Sam Jackson yeah to it. So. Yeah. But uh, whatever it is, uh, we'll be here to chat about it. And maybe by then I'll be back on Twitter. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so for <laughs> so uh, thanks, everybody, for, for hanging out. Uh, appreciate it, as always. This has been episode 121 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. So thank you again. Good night and have a good evening.